The Denver Broncos did some team bonding on Thursday on the final day of mandatory minicamp practice. What surprise did Vic Fangio have in store for the team? Plus, the team was nominated for an incredible cause. We're going to break that down. Plus, we hear from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, defense coordinator Ed Donatel, special teams coordinator Tom McMahon, and Broncos cornerback Ronald Darby, who met with the media, answered some of my questions in that session. Following Wednesday's practice at the UCL Training Center, we break it down, we react, and we discuss all on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos Podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on all social media platforms. And don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel Lockdown Broncos for daily exclusive Denver Broncos video content and coverage alongside the podcast format on your favorite podcasting platforms. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our Broncos news and notes here to kick off today's Friday episode. Locked on Broncos. Starting things off, the Broncos on Thursday was supposed to be their final mandatory minicamp practice. Now, we outlined a couple episodes ago here on the show that one of the three Broncos practices in mandatory minicamp was supposed to be at a walkthrough pace. Tuesday and Wednesday were full speed, full go. So that was going to leave Thursday up to a walkthrough pace. The Broncos decided to cancel practice. Vic Fangio held a field day at the team's training facility. They did this a couple of years ago as well. And it's very popular but you're already starting to see on social media, everybody freaking out. Oh, the Broncos cancel practice. Why is a 5-11 and 11 football team canceling practice or any on-field activities? People, why do, why do you choose to be miserable in the sense of anything that goes on with this team? If they practice, somebody's miserable. If they don't practice, somebody's miserable. Here's the reality. Let's, throw, let's look at it at a different lens here. A walkthrough practice is nothing. You're not going full speed. It's more of an install. Yes, that's going to be useful. But the Broncos, they've had a really good offseason – Going back to OTAs, when everything was voluntary, they had great participation, great attendance, and they've worked hard throughout mandatory minicamp. Now, let's say a practice was held on Thursday, and let's say somebody gets hurt. Somebody's going to throw the analogy out there, well, they shouldn't have been practicing. Because guess what, folks? The Broncos aren't the only team. Various other teams have canceled their minicamp practices. They weren't holding field days, but the Broncos decided to take advantage of trying to do some team bonding, which is great. So there's people out there already on social media that are complaining don't even bother me with that nonsense. Like, choose to be happy. Get out more. There's no need to overreact to the Broncos canceling the final practice before training camp. What you don't want to do is ramp things up for the players to where something happens, they get hurt, and maybe a player's not ready for training camp at the start of next month. Think bigger picture, okay? Is a practice right here, is a minicamp practice going to define the Broncos' 2021 NFL season? No, it's not. So please, people, stop choosing to be miserable. Enjoy the aspects of what's going on. If you've ever played sports, if you've ever coached, you understand you have to reward the players sometimes for their hard work. It's fun. It's a great opportunity to build that team chemistry and also bonding, camaraderie. The Broncos' locker room culture is strong because Vic Fangio and the Broncos, they choose to do these types of things. So please stop overreacting, folks. But let's get to some good news here. The Broncos were named as a finalist for ESPN's 2021 Humanitarian Sports Team of the Year Award. And this is the second consecutive season that the Broncos have been nominated for the award. They were nominated for it last season. And in a COVID season, 
the Broncos, they really took their efforts to the next level as it comes to getting out in the community, helping people in need, and also on the different pillars that they value most. But really just want to give a special shout-out to Ali Engelkin, Liz Geralds, Bobby Mestis, and Katie Schuster, who have all been instrumental in the Broncos community outreach programs that they have been very involved in. And the Broncos community outreach consists of five focus areas, youth development, quality of life, health and wellness, youth football, and civic engagement. The Broncos, whether it be Justin Simmons, multiple players have donated so much time and money to these causes in 2020, which is why they are now up for the award. And it wouldn't be possible without the amazing Broncos community relations staff. Now, just a little bit of an insight as to what the Broncos did. Some numbers here. They volunteered more than 850 hours, including 230-plus video Zoom hours through 744 different engagements. They're adding and expanding a series of social justice initiatives through the team's Inspire Change program. Very phenomenal cause there, contributing more than $1 million to COVID-19 relief efforts, being the only professional sports team to fully fund its own branch of the Boys and Girls Club of America, giving 14,000-plus under-resourced youth a home away from home since 2003, and investing $300,000 in the Denver Broncos Boys and Girls Club's renovations and reopening, supporting 35 local nonprofits via the club's annual community grant program and conducting staff community service series, which features in-person and remote monthly volunteer opportunities for Broncos staff and families. That's a phenomenal outreach here by the Broncos. Now, they will receive a $25,000 grant to support their continued efforts towards humanitarian efforts, and they'll also be featured during an ABC special on Saturday, July 24th. And if the Broncos win this year, they are eligible to receive a $100,000 grant from ESPN if they are selected as the Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year winner. Obviously, a mile-high salute to the Denver Broncos for their off-field engagement. That's been a very important part. That's what Pat Bolin has always wanted. He wants the Broncos to be good on the field. He wants them to be great off the field. The Broncos really trying to get back to that on the on-field product, but the off-the-field stuff, you have complete player buy-in in terms of giving back to the community. At the end of the day, that platform matters more than anything. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio and defense coordinator Ed Donatel, who took time on Wednesday to answer some questions. They answered a couple of my questions. We're going to share that insight. We're going to react on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. But before we do that, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, and sporting info including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action, including your NFL action once the season starts up. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio met with the media on Wednesday following Wednesday's practice at the UCO Training Center. A, a knowledge of information as well in terms of defense, but he was asked a variety of different questions. One of those being, what about the Broncos defensive line rotation? Now, Draymond Jones is back, Shelby Harris, and also Mike Purcell. They plan to start those guys. But what about the depth behind the Broncos? There was a key free agent signing that they had, maybe be under the radar. Not necessarily a big-time signing but a player that has stepped up in a big way for them. Here's Vic Fangio on his thoughts on the Broncos D-line rotation. You know, Shamar's been a good pickup. We got Mike, you know, Shelby. We think Mike and Shelby will be full go once we get back to camp. Sosa's looked better, you know, and hopefully he'll continue that. You know, Draymond, uh, we, Jonathan Harris is back after a year on the shelf. Deshaun's back, and we're looking for the other guys to show us something to hopefully punch a ticket to join that group. 
And obviously, Shamar Steven is one of those players we honestly haven't been spending a lot of time talking about. I know I haven't because he's really an outsider coming from Minnesota. I had a chance to speak with Lockdown Vikings. Luke Braun said, hey, he's going to be a perfect one-tech, three-tech for the Broncos. He's going to be an anchor on the interior. Might be a good guy to back up Mike Purcell because of the attention he could command in terms of double teams. So we like that as it pertains to the defensive line. There's competition all across the board for the Broncos, folks. And one of the positions that has been in focus has been the running back competition. Javante Williams has been the talk of the offseason. I know here, Lockdown Broncos, Melvin Gordon talked about that he believes he can be the lead back for the Broncos this upcoming season. Vic Fangio touches on the Broncos running back room and the potential aim for some competition between all the players at that position. Well, I think um, there's enough work to be had for everybody if everybody proves they're worthy. You know, and I think you have to throw Mike Boone in that when you talk about that position, too. Um, all three of them just need to come back. We'll carve a role for them. You know, obviously Melvin is an established back in this league, played good for us last year, and we like him. We obviously like um, Williams, too, and we like Boone. Okay, so you never have enough backs. And I'm confident there'll be enough work for all of them. It's interesting to know we didn't hear Royce Freeman's name pronounced there by Vic. And really, that's kind of been a, a guideline. I mean, he's really got an uphill climb if Royce Freeman wants to make the roster. I still think people shouldn't sleep on Royce. I think he might get an opportunity to prove himself in preseason training camp. But the reality is he may try to be used in those regards in those games and, and obviously the preseason to maybe amplify trade value. The Broncos, they've done that before. They've given a player a platform to go elsewhere if he's not in for the rotation for the regular season. So we'll see about Royce Freeman. That's an interesting question mark there. But I was able to ask Vic Fangio about the safety depth that the Broncos have behind Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Trey Marshall and P.J. Locker, two players that came to mind, not to mention the Broncos rookie safeties that they drafted. Here is Vic Fangio's answer to me. Hey, Coach, thanks for meeting with us today. Uh, just a question with the Broncos' defensive backfield right now. You got Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons back. He obviously, uh, the rookie court, uh, the rookie safeties drafted in. How might P.J. Locke and Trey Marshall play a little bit of a role this upcoming season? Well, we hope that they can play any of those safeties that become backup safeties. And it, you're not limited to only having two. If it's warranted, you can have three. Um They'll carve a good role in the special teams, just like Trey and PJ did last year. And anybody else that's in that role has to be able to do, you know, we'll, you know, with the way the NFL offenses are playing these days, you know, you're going to have six, five and six DBs out there a good bit. So if they can carve a niche to be one of the upfront players that that helps them, but we're happy with our safety depth. Obviously, great insight from Vic Fangio. A lot of players at that position have to be able to play free. They have to be able to come up and play against the run, help on special teams. If you could be a jack of all trades, those players are going to have more opportunities to get on the football field. Now, let's shift our thoughts over to Ed Donatel, Broncos defensive coordinator. One of the questions he was asked about was, obviously, the Broncos' first-round draft selection, Patrick Sertan. What type of player is Denver getting with him? What are his thoughts on the Broncos' first-round draft pick? Well, he came in here with a great foundation. You know, he comes from a great family. Uh, lineage with his father, um, you know, excellent parents. Then he goes to Alabama and you know, he plays you know, the whole time there, starts every game at a high level, gets top players in practice. Uh, he's been exposed to very good coaching in college. And then you come in here and he's a guy that's uh, very calm, reserved. Um, uh, I, wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say reserved, but he's uh, respectful of others and he's just a very hardworking, serious player. And so he has everything that could point to success. And, uh, you know, 
and not to mention he's a heck of an athlete. So he's fitting in great with our guys and uh, he'll, he'll work to, to get a strong role. And a lot of the hype around Sertan continues to press on and we're going to see in training camp, we're going to see in preseason, we're going to see in the NFL regular season, just what type of impact Sertan could have in the Broncos defense this upcoming season. Ed Donatello also took some time to answer one of my questions about Broncos cornerback Michael Ojimudi. He's been learning a little bit on the outside. He's also been learning the nickel position. And Ed Donatello spoke very highly about the Broncos' second-year defensive back. Hey, Coach, thanks for meeting with us today. Uh, one question, too. We talked about the Broncos' cornerback depth, all those guys that are listed there. How is Michael Ojimudi, a guy who started last year, what have you seen from him so far this offseason, despite the fact that there's been additions to that position room? Michael played a lot for us last year, and it, it was really good for him to get, uh, you know, exposed to that much competition and work through things. He's really a bright guy. I see him as a multi-positional player, and um, he's, he's, you know, there's just a really bright future for him here because he understands football and he's in year two, and the good ones spike in year two because they have that knowledge of playing and being in the meetings for a year. You know, he came in you know, in a COVID year, and that was a really fast turnaround for guys because they had a short training camp, and then he was, you know, he played in the very first game, and he played a lot. So uh, we're really uh, looking forward to year two. He's jumping in there and really competing, even though we got a lot of competition. Obviously, some great insight from Ed Donatel. We appreciate his insight as well. There is a chance he could be the primary play caller for the Broncos defensively this season, as Vic Fangio maybe looks to manage everything as the head coach. But we know that. But we know that Vic Fangio will always be involved in the Broncos defense. But Ed Donatel is his right hand man. He trusts him with everything. So could we see Ed Donatel officially call plays this season? It's going to be something to watch. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We'll get here from Broncos special teams coordinator Tom McMahon, who gives some insight on the Broncos' return depth, not to mention the Broncos' newest punter that they brought in. There's a competition at the punter position, folks. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. The bars are covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're even better, folks, if you put them in the fridge or the freezer for an hour and then you take a bite into it. They have nine amazing flavors, including the limited-time flavor that comes from a month-to-month basis. Peanut butter brownies my go-to. Salted caramel is also a great option, folks. But they have a flavor for everybody. And the reason I love Built Bar, not only do the bars taste good, but they are but they are also healthy for you as well. The bars contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And you can get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com using promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 will get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Jumping into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, folks, you get daily Broncos coverage here on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Broncos. Also, your favorite audio podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. You can interact with me on Twitter at CodyWorkNFL. And you can also reach me one-on-one via email, Cody at CodyWorkNFL.com, or even here in the comments section on YouTube. I love interacting with Broncos fans, so if you ever want to talk Broncos football with me, if you disagree with me, you want to talk about why, let me know. I appreciate all the conversation and dialogue we get here on the team that you root for on Sundays, folks. But with that said, let's continue on with today's episode of the show. I had a chance to ask Ronald Darby a question on Wednesday's press conference regarding the traits that the Broncos DBs have in Vic Fangio's defense. Every corner, every safety, every player specifically on the defense, they have a unique trait that allows them to have success in Vic's defense. But for Ronald Darby coming over as a free agent, one of, being one of the key acquisitions this offseason, 
What is a trait that he possesses that maybe he feels can give the Broncos a little bit of an edge in 2021? Ronald, thanks for meeting with us today. One question, every DB on the Broncos roster has a specific trait that makes them unique in terms of Vic Fangio's defense. From a technical aspect, what is it that you feel like you bring to the table, whether it be speed, size, you know, the ability to make plays on the ball? What best suits you? Uh, of course, everyone knows me for my speed. You know, I could, I could run with a lot of people, not all. It's a couple out there that, you know, fast, fast, fast. Mm-hmm. But just my speed, you know, my experience. I done been in, like, I just, I seen a lot, you know, playing. It's going to my seventh year. So it's a lot that I've learned over the years. And one thing I noticed when watching film on Darby, his speed stands out. He's got great closing speed, too. He can be deceptive in a sense where he can bait quarterbacks. It can look like a guy's beating him vertically, but then his makeup speed really catches up there. He had a couple of plays against T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Could be another matchup we see this year when the Broncos play the Bengals. But Ronald Darby's speed will be a big factor for the team this upcoming season. Very excited about that. But now let's take it to Broncos special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon. And the Broncos last month, they brought in Max Duffy for a tryout. He obviously impressed enough to get a contract for training camp for the summer. Is there an ongoing competition at the punter position between Sam Martin and Max Duffy? Here's Tom McMahon. Uh, yeah, the first thing, for your first question, the big thing we did is uh, George allowed us after a mini camp, we could only have five tryout guys at mini camp. So, after the mini camp, we brought in uh, four specialists, you know, and we had basically our own day when we tried guys out. And Max just blew us out of the water, you know, with his ability. Really had nothing to do with what Sam had done. I felt he had a great season. It's just one of those where he had a great workout. And naturally, I will never bring anybody in unless it's a true competition. So, yes, to answer your second question. It's always a true competition if we have two specialists at the same position. And we've had this discussion here on the show. A lot of it boils down to performance. While Sam Martin had a pretty good season for the Broncos last year, if Denver could get a more cost-friendly option that maybe has a little bit more upside considering that he's younger than Sam Martin and does everything really well, I think it's a risk that the Broncos are willing to take. But then again, when you go away from an experienced punter and you go with a guy who is young, That is a risk in and of itself. So will it pay off? We'll have to see. That's one of the training camp competitions we're going to focus on this offseason. But one other question to Deontay Spencer back for the Broncos this season. I asked Tom McMahon specifically, what other options really are behind Deontay Spencer that could maybe contribute in the return game at some point if their name is called upon? Coach, thanks for speaking with us today. Uh, One question, too, in the return game, obviously Deontay Spencer back this season. The question I have, are there any other guys, particularly behind him, maybe on punt return or kick return that could get some looks this season? Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, TB, you know, Trinity, he's in his third season now doing a great job. Kendall Hinton's been back there catching a bunch. Um, Booney can catch, you know, from a kickoff return standpoint. Uh, we, we got some, I think, you know, Bellamy kickoff return. And then also on kickoff return, Tyree did a great job for us last year in the two, three games that he had to return for us. And uh, he's, he's legit. So we have a bunch of return guys now. We got some guys that have been able to age a little bit in, within the program. And uh, can't wait to see these guys compete. They're out there competing every day. That's a lot of options right there. And I think it really makes the the process in terms of wide receivers. If one of those wide receivers, like a Kendall Hinton, can be a guy that's going to field punts or kicks and also contribute maybe in that rotation, he's had a great offseason, according to Vic Fangio. Kendall Hinton might be one of those players that could step up and, and maybe steal a roster spot when the Broncos have to cut down to 53. And one final thing that McMahon touched on was Broncos rookies, a lot of them, based on their position and being selected in the NFL draft, and obviously their tenure in the NFL, not being starters on the defensive or offensive side of the ball, but being death players there, those are who fill up your special teams units. Now, 
He was asked a question about the Broncos rookies and whether or not they're ready to handle being the primary focus this year on the special teams side of the ball. I'll be honest with you. It's really as long as they want to take, you know, we got a pretty good group here and it's, it's all the rookies, the free agents, the first round, third round, second round, so on and so forth. We got a really, really good group and these guys have jumped right in. You know, a lot of these guys came in and they're starters right away because we're so young and, and they've embraced it. They don't act like rookies when, when we're in drills, they don't act like rookies when we're on the field, but they act like rookies when they're off the field. So it's been a good group. Um, I think this group's going to, it's going to happen real, real fast. And they decided that, you know, kind of like I started with the, your answer is, you know, when they want to, and they wanted to right away. And yes, you'd love to have guys who are experienced. That's why you mix in a couple of third year, fourth year guys, maybe some fifth year guys that aren't necessarily starters, but are second depth on the depth chart or third depth on the depth chart. And you combine them with those rookies, but the Broncos are taking a special team side of the ball serious this offseason. Will it pay off in 2021? That's going to be the big question because it is a unit that absolutely 110% must improve if the Broncos are going to see success next season. We're going to have our eyes and ears peeled on all the conversations and happenings around the Valley of Broncos country. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the show. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Just a reminder, beginning next week and for the next couple of weeks, we will only have three episodes per week as I'm going on vacation. I still want to provide you with news, content, and coverage. We're going to have crossover episodes with some of the AFC West division rivals here on Lockdown Broncos to pass up the dead part of the offseason, but we look forward to being back for training camp and everything else along the way. Broncos coverage every single day, all year long here. Lockdown Broncos. I'm Cody Gore, host of the show. We'll see you next time for a brand new episode on Monday.